Hey everybody, welcome into your Corporate Global Dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Haas. And I'm your host, Taysom Hill. Oh yes, I... <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's only fair as I introduced myself as Joe Mixon at one point. Uh, yeah, it's on the list. Don't, don't, it's pretty don't. much the whole show. The whole show no, is... No, no. <laughs> it's on the list. <clears throat> you know, it's funny you, you threw that at me because... I was going to start the show by saying, you know, we didn't have any trades this week. Uh, the first podcast episode we've had with no trades, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so we, we have a little bit of leeway today. And uh, it, it, we're getting to the point of the season and, you know, we're, we're getting, you know, episodes deep enough that I feel like we can just start opening the podcast with just talking about whatever we want to. We, you know, why do we have to stay on topic? I don't know. <laughs> We don't have to talk about Taysom Hill. That's that's what I'm trying to say here. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Taysom Hill, but we've got a great show ahead. Uh, week 11 recap, a bunch of pretty good games, some uh, a couple headliners, uh, and then really, really getting into the playoff uh, picture here in, in our own league as well as an awards, some awards, and I've got a surprise with my uh award segment so very excited about that and then uh some really good afc south games for both of our respective teams some overtime thrillers so um yeah let's let's dive right into it uh do you want to start with monday night yeah let's go ahead let's start with monday night let's do it so there was a lot of talk about the rams jerseys um (laughs) i for one fall in line with the general public and think they're they're dreadful what about you oh I don't think they're absolutely dreadful. I kind of like the off-white gray, like, that brownish tint for some reason. Like, I'm actually pretty fine with. And maybe it was just because they played the the Bucks, and they kind of have that dark gray thing on their side, too. So it kind of felt like, I don't know, a little, like, monochrome vibe a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I don't think they're as terrible as other people do. I mean, they're, I have some teams that people think have some awful jerseys, so I'm kind of also used <laughs> to like the general public just not liking sure. my jersey, you know? Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Um, I don't know. The, the, it's just one of those things where it looks too non-traditional uh, for me, and Maybe I'm biased because I do like when when teams experiment with stuff like this, but I think I'm still salty about just the Rams' like trajectory over the last few years. Anyways, as far as leaving St. Louis and then going, changing the the logo and I don't know, it just it didn't sit well with me. Um, the game itself itself was pretty exciting, uh, and I was surprised. I, I think I've been pretty low on the Rams for the majority of the year. Uh, I think mainly because of how they were last year, but uh, a really impressive win here, and I believe they're in sole possession of the first place, maybe tied with the Saints now in the NFC. I think so, and I, I feel the same way. I, I I think they just have a lot of players that I guess you put question marks on, especially with their wide receivers and Jared Goff and a running back. Like Their skill positions, you're just like, I don't know, I think going into this year... It felt like they didn't have anyone who was just like that stud. You know, even for the Titans, right? They have AJ Brown or someone who you feel like mm-hmm. that's that dude. Cooper Cup, yeah. like, kind of is for them, but he's not in the same way as those other guys. I don't feel like. 
No. Um, because physically he's be, not right imposing or anything. Yeah, that's a good point. The uh, the Saints are one game above the Rams, just for the records. But yeah, the the receiving core, you know, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, I feel like do very similar things. Like they're kind of the same type of receiver. And just the Rams have spent so much money on their offense uh, that they have better, you know, worked out well this year, or else it could be a scary future for them because um, they signed. I believe they signed both of those receivers too, uh, for big deals. But anyways, the um, the Bucks, uh, I, you know, I I think I have to give credit to the Rams here and not like be down on the Bucks. I think this could be maybe a, even like a um, conference semifinals game or something in the playoffs. Maybe a little look into the future. Um, but uh, man, I do love seeing like the end of a game, Tom Brady ball in his hand, and then he can't finish. Yeah, I do. I'm pretty low on the. Bucks, I think. I just, I, I, I hate that Tom Brady has gone to this team, and instead of being like, "Oh yes, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans," it's like, "Oh, let me bring in my old, like, <laughs> like my nursing home players to come with me to the grave, my NFL grave." Um, and he just like, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't say it's. It's like, this is the feeling of trying to relive the glory days. And it's like, but dude, don't relive the glory days. Like, Chris Godwin's over there. Don't throw the ball to Gronk every play. I know you're used (laughs) to doing that, but. Yeah, Antonio Brown had his biggest game yet with the the Bucks. I think he had like eight catches. Didn't have a ton of yards, but um, yeah, Godwin and Evans both made big plays, both scored in this game. And then Tom Brady threw a terrible interception (laughs) to to end the the game, potential game-winning drive. So uh, I was happy to see that. Uh, the Sunday night game, also pretty exciting. Chiefs-Raiders. Um, I, I was thinking about this during the game. I'm not sure if I've said the phrase Las Vegas Raiders on this podcast, but I just said it, so there you go. Yes, that was a good game. And also that, that Chiefs-Raiders matchup is becoming more and more of like a like rivalry slash like that game is, matters more. Yeah, like almost like a must-watch. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I would say so. Very fun game. Fun teams. Yeah, prob- probably one of the best games I've ever seen Derek Carr play. Like, he didn't really have any... He wasn't a meme in this game. Like, the only blemish on the box score was the interception at the end. And, you know, he just... You got to do what you got to do at the end of the game. Um, but a uh, decent game for from Josh Jacobs. But Darren Waller had a, another really, really good game. And then the Chiefs were just, like, methodical. That was one of those... Like, I guess how we used to feel with Brady or even Aaron Rodgers when, like when Mahomes got the ball with a couple minutes left and one timeout, I mean, I knew, I was like, well, that's over. Yeah. Yeah, it's just giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes almost any amount of time that's greater than one minute is pretty much asking to be scored on. Yeah, it's unfair with the the weapons that he has. So, uh, great game for Clyde edwards there. I was very happy to see that. Um, so, in the... The regular slot games here, the noon and and, and uh, afternoon games, I've got like four or five things pointed out here. The first one we'll talk about is sad. So we always get the sadness out of the way first. But uh, I was really bummed about Joe Burrow's injury. It looked really nasty. Um, seemed like it's going to be pretty bad uh, recovery for him. ACL, MCL, other structural damage. Uh, it's just a huge bummer for the Bengals. 
Yeah, bummer for the Bengals. Bummer for just NFL in general because we're always looking to see like, oh, which like new quarterback is really going to be the one that like sticks and keeps going for a few years. And Joe Burrow was feeling very much like that that he could be a person who was like that. And so now you're just saying like, oh man, he's already he didn't even get through couldn't didn't get through a full season and is now going to probably have to you know do his rehab but i will say i think he's going to figure out like like he, he was being that that dude was sacrificing the body yeah uh, in his way he played and not the most intelligent of ways so i think that he will be more intelligent about that moving forward so it might be better that this t- thing was taught very early on and it's like dude you gotta you gotta you gotta play the game a little differently now my friend I, I hope it's also a lesson for like the the front office and the team and that like the first three picks are just offensive linemen yeah no joke because like their their offense is is good they have the weapons if everyone's healthy with Mixon and the young receivers and everything uh i don't i haven't paid attention to the defense but it doesn't matter if your quarterback just gets crushed every time yeah the defense is not great the, I mean, Ryan Finley got sacked four times after he came in the game. So, yeah, um, yeah it's just not not good luck for the Bengals. Um, the football team's now still staying in contention for that beautiful NFC East. Uh, everybody has three wins, and the Eagles are, are down a loss because they had a tie, so they're in first place. Wow. You know, what can you say except... Exactly. This is exactly what you expected. You know, the Washington football team to be uh, going for a playoff spot here. Yeah. Um, I I do think one thing that is like insane is they're starting to put up the playoff picture graphics on on like the game. You know, mm-hmm. being like, oh, who's in the hunt and all that. They're trying to build up that that hype. And it's so yes. funny because it's like, oh, the Eagles are in the fourth place spot, and then there's absolutely no one in the hunt or wild card. It's like they need a separate like. Let's just show you the NFC East like yeah. standings <laughs> because they're right. everyone is essentially a wild card, yeah, like in the hunt team. It is terrible, and you have to wonder what the like the Niners and the like the Cardinals think looking at at, at the NFC East because I know the Niners have had a ton of injuries and like they probably. You know, but I mean, if they were in that division, even with the way they are now, I think they'd probably still come out on top. But the Cardinals, especially, like having to play the Rams and Seahawks twice, you're just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm even thinking, I think the AFC South, like, just in even the AFC South with a not good Texans team or Jags team, at least, is putting together two competitive teams or, or you know. Yeah, and I mean, the Texans. And maybe not the Jags, but the Texans are at least frisky. Where like they could beat anybody any given day. They just they don't. So yeah. Well, in the Jags with Gardner Minshew, they weren't winning, but they were That's always true. like playing within like a three point spread of the other team. Yes, correct. Um, let's go to the other uh, rookie quarterback uh, kind of headline story this week was Tua was benched uh, for Fitzpatrick uh, came out kind of after the game the coach said that it was uh not a long-term thing they just thought that Fitzpatrick gave him the best chance to win that game specifically and that Tua would start moving forward do you do you buy that I have no idea this is I have no idea what the Dolphins are doing at this point um but 
Yeah, I... What are... The Dolphins are 6-4. and four. Yeah. So they pretty much have to decide right now, like... And they should have won this game. Yeah. The Broncos aren't good. Yeah, it's a that's a bad loss. Um the the running backs had a great game on the ground. Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay both had a pretty good game. And so they were just able to eat up a ton of clock. Um my man <laughs> Drew Luck. Yikes. Just not a good player. Very bad. Very, very bad. Yeah. Um Uh I don't know. I think So yeah. I don't know what they do. I, I guess what you hope for is, like they said, you do put Tua back in, and then you just kind of cross your fingers and say, well, okay, maybe he'll... I don't know what you hope for, though. Like, I guess you want him to get to the playoffs, right? So maybe they just hope that... I haven't checked out their schedule or anything. I, I'm guessing that's going to play a part of it, but maybe they just try to squeak into the playoffs and... Because, I mean, it would be nice for a rookie quarterback. Oh, they've got the Bengals coming up. they got the Jets. I think they're going to make it. So it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, I'd love to watch Tua in the playoffs, get a little uh, experience there. Um, let's see. How else can I avoid talking about Taysom Hill? Ah, the Browns <laughs> game. Uh, this was weird because the Browns and Eagles played – and I mean, I know we kind of make fun of the Eagles a lot as not being good, but the Browns didn't really do anything great this game either. Their defense kind of won this game. Baker didn't have a great game. They had an interception from Carson Wentz returned for a touchdown and um, not much else. Yeah, so I was going to say the Browns are uh, one of the, the maybe in my top three, like strange, strangest teams in the NFL, like, they are seven and three, so they're up there with the likes of like the Colts and the Titans, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, but they don't feel like a team that's like that, right? Like, when you watch them, it's that you they haven't been good now. They've had two just games that are were practically weather unplayable, like unplayable mm-hmm. because of weather. And Wind was, this and one stuff, was yeah. raining. I'm pretty sure it was like heavy downpour. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I have no idea what to make of the Browns because they've played three games in a row now of you can't even like passing the ball is practically impossible for both teams. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. The, the I kind of forgot about the weather. We talked about it on, on an episode, but yeah, that that's fair. And they're winning those games, I think because they have Nick Chubb and <laughs> um, Kareem Hunt. To Full be able stop to just, Nick Chubb. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and he seemed to bounce back perfectly from his injury. So uh, another weird team. All right. Let's talk about it. All right. Let's do it. So I'll start by saying one game cannot change my full opinion on someone, but Taysom Hill is not like tim tebow bad which i thought we were gonna see yeah i would agree i was honestly expecting him to be more like that yeah <laughs> like i i was playing him as a as a meme and honestly like or not as a meme i thought he would still do well and i kind of had to play him based on my surroundings but i would be joking if i didn't think that i did consider playing carson wentz against the browns but um, the weather ended up being why I took Taysom Hill. 
in the running. And, yeah, I mean, for fan, like we can talk about fantasy yeah. first. You know, yeah, the the running is going to be, a, you know, the His cheat code. Yeah. Like this, the the reason that you start Kyler every week and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, like those guys are not the best real life quarterbacks, but in fantasy, you know, the rushing yards and rushing touchdowns just set them above. So I do think he'll be a a very viable fantasy starter unless he declines from that performance. Now I do think that there will be games with him <clears throat> that are way worse than what we saw fantasy wise, just because, you know, if you don't get that rushing, it could be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, one of the, the, the big touchdown came late, the big rushing touchdown. And then I don't know how much of it you watched. I watched a good bit of it flipping back and forth with the Titans, but there was a, at least two passes like that hit hands of defenders that should have been interceptions. Um, so he's got some things to work through for sure. Yeah. But I will say if you want to have something that you can, that you could have that is positive is that Michael Thomas and Taysom Hill look to have a better rapport and like oh, yes. Taysom does not mind throwing it to him. Like that first play when he came out and just, just <laughs> zoomed it at Michael Thomas, I thought to myself like, Oh, Hunter can't be too mad now. That had to go. No. It was Taysom Hill like going ahead and being like, all right, Hunter. Look, I know you don't like me, but just just trust, big no, trust. I, that was my exact thought because I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be so bittersweet." And it makes sense, like for Sean Payton to work that into the offense because you're basically, you know, it, I would imagine game planning for Taysom Hill like you would a rookie quarterback, where you know you're not asking him to do anything crazy downfield or anything complicated. And like Michael Thomas is already known as like the king of slants, so like. Yeah, just send that dude across the middle. Let Taysom Hill give it to him. Yeah, and, and also, did that nine times. Yeah, and and like Taysom Hill, I will say too, um, he was someone who, when he threw the ball, it did like look good. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't like how some like Marcus Mariota. When you would watch him throw, sometimes you're like, oh, that is a duck. I don't feel like Taysom quite had that problem, like a lot of that style of quarterback does. Mm-hmm. I think, but the other problem is, I think Taysom Hill's absolute peak that I could hope for already happened. That that happened this week. Uh, like, I, I kind of think that too. <laughs> so that's that's my that's my greatest fear, right? Like, yeah. It, and part of the reason I think that is because, and so here's the deal. I think if if he finishes the season, which he probably won't, because if Breeze does come back, they're gonna let him finish the season just out of like, you know stupid honor or whatever loyalty and all that stuff so but let's just say for sake of argument that they go into next year and they're like yeah breeze retired Taysom hill here you go we're gonna try it you know at that point however many games he plays this season teams got film on him and just things will change even this season i think maybe after a game or two uh teams will have they now have this to look at and so if they play a good defense or a good coach uh we may see some some yikes yeah, that's the other thing. This is against truly the Falcons. The you like worst defense, <laughs> right? Like, are they are they are maybe thirtieth? Like, yeah, they might be the worst. Something like that. So, and they've got Broncos this week, and then Falcons again. So, oh, so I might be okay. I might just have to ride the running some, back train. Taysom Hill. Yeah, might be all right for a bit, and then uh, the playoff schedule, the fantasy playoff schedule, would be Eagles, Chiefs, Vikings. I could live with the, all of those. Those are not yeah. great defenses. So, could be v- something to watch there going forward. <laughs> Hold on. I'm so sorry. 
Matt Ryan has to be absolutely embarrassed sitting across, like, watching Taysom Hill on the opposite sideline. And you're just like... Yeah. Like, (laughs) I'm losing. Like, I can't... I just am imagining Matt Ryan and Todd Gurley, like, staring at (laughs) Taysom Hill and just being like, how? Yeah. I mean, I was... Because I was wondering that a little bit about even for Jameis, but Jameis was on the sideline, like, pumping him up the whole time. Oh, you know, he's trying to get those Ws, baby. He's he's trying to be that vocal leader, so he's ready when it becomes his time. Yeah, he knew... He knows what to do and say, so he didn't show that emotion, but uh, Matt Ryan always looks kind of ticked off. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He's just not a very joyful person. Um, So, yeah, I'm sure he was like, are you serious? Like, I had to be on the other side of the first thing of this and he gets it two weeks you know again so um hopefully julio's okay um he you know I, I his hamstring like that's just part of i guess having him it's every year it's one of these you get these two catch games he comes in and out like four times and then like he will be will be a game time decision this week and probably won't play uh, that's fine but I wish he would not have come back in. He did get a second catch, but like I think he probably just hurt himself worse. Like he, it was at the very end of the game, and he just hobbled right back off. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So that's rough. But um, yeah, Taysom, keep throwing it to Michael Thomas. You'll stay on my good side. And um, I, I don't, I'm not wishing him to fail as badly as I was before. Uh, I was, I was like really excited to watch him fail. And when he didn't, I was like, "Okay, well, I guess I have to like." swing myself on this and try to be positive yeah now i will say too i i i honestly don't know it dude sean payton does some crazy stupid stuff he could be he could just say every week be like nah james is gonna start this week <laughs> like i could he's someone who i could see him doing that and yeah doing s- silly stuff like that so who knows i mean yeah it's possible i'm here for the wild saints quarterback ride that's all i have to say on that yeah We'll monitor it closely. Uh, last game to talk about is the Seahawks Cardinals Thursday night game. That was a pretty fun game. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to scroll around. There it is. Um, it wasn't as big of a shootout necessarily as people thought it might be, but um, still a good game. Seahawks kind of got back on track. Uh, nothing crazy happened in this game that I can remember. It's also been almost an entire week. So I just really wanted to mention that I'm happy that the Seahawks won. Oh, yes, me too. And I think that that means that the Cardinal Seahawks split on the season, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so that feels that feels good to me um, in the sense of like, I like both of those teams. So happy that they both got a win out of that. Also, I cannot believe the Cowboys won a football game. Yeah, uh, that's true. I did skip that uh, against the Vikings, who had kind of had some momentum too um, after a bad start for them. Like they had gotten to four and five, and that would have put them at five hundred. And then Andy Dalton, like there he goes, three touchdowns. That oh man, did you see that touchdown he threw to CD Lamb? So pretty. Yes, I did. Yes, dude, CD looked. Dude, CD Lamb is so cool. Yeah, he's gonna be it be a star even with Andy Dalton I think he'll finish out well um but yeah oh breaking news uh the Bengals are planning to start quarterback Brandon Allen on Sunday Ooh. he uh he played a few games last year for Denver 
pretty bad, but at least better than than Ryan Finley. Gosh, yeah. Or Tyler yeah. Bray. I cannot believe yes. that that man got to take an <laughs> NFL snap and I didn't. I'm just <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Okay. Um, all right, let's get to our league here. Uh, I will start with myself and continue uh, bragging on myself that I have clinched a first round bye at 10 and 1. Um, I no longer have the point tiebreaker. I lost that by six points to Katie. But um, all I have to do is win one more game to clinch number one overall. But we also have to mention some other clinching here. Uh, the Bruce Matthews have clinched the playoffs as well as the Matriarchs have clinched. And four, five, and six have. Uh, pretty much clinched, you could say. Uh, all of these teams are six and five, only two games left, and there's a two-game difference between the seventh spot. So it, it's pretty much a formality at this point. Um, but we've got God Kings coming in at fourth, Winter Faces at fifth, and Marley Magic at sixth. Wow, here we go. It's the the picture is getting clearer day by day, week by week. It is, and uh, it'll be really interesting to see who ends up in that second playoff by because this week we have the bruce matthews taking on the matriarchs yes yes this will pretty much be like for that spot yeah because um katie still has the point tiebreaker over you by just about 10 points or so so if she wins she'll vault over you into the number two spot and uh you would need her to to lose or, or have a really high scoring end of the week which could end of the year which could happen so um Lots of stuff is going to come down to the very end here, including the race to the bottom, which uh, does look clear that Touchdown Abbey will probably end up in last uh, unless he beats the Pit Kings this week. Yeah, let's see here. I, I, am, I am kind of hoping that the pit kings lose just to make just to make the strategy of how do you want to lose at the end here interesting yeah that would get crazy because if they lose then they're tied with the popular ballers and they have the they have more points so they would actually go all the way up to seventh and then flaming hot cheetahs and touchdown abby are playing next week and popular ballers and pit kings are playing next week so oh man see this is going to be any combination will be exciting. Honestly, I'm more interested in that side of the race. That side yeah. is much more interesting. Um, now, we could talk about this on the podcast because I was going to throw it in the sleeper chat, and I guess I still can. But um, I did notice this week some uh, some players being started that were like for sure not playing, mm-hmm. that were out or on by. And um, there's there actually is no specific rule like outlawing that um but we may want to get a kind of a a league consensus on how we want to handle tanking i my gut says you know if you need to start a player that's playing i mean they can be bad but uh we don't need to be starting empty spots if nothing else just to give up some resistance to the the other teams that are still playing yeah for me i like i like the rule that your player has to be uh if you have a player who is not injured or not on by they must yes. play in that slot. If you have none, then it just is what it is. Like there are quarterback Agreed. situations and stuff like where you truly can't. So there shouldn't be a penalty. It's more of though, if you can fill your slot and choose not to, or if you can fill your slot and choose to intentionally, because you know a player can score zero points because they will not play guaranteed. You can't that 
I'm not I'm not in on that because I think it's actually fun to try to play your worst players. I agree. Like, that's like what I think I was that that's say. an actual skill. Like this is gambling. Yeah. Like I think I think you trying to like you know, if you put in because you have to also hold players in a dynasty format. So every asset you hold that's bad is just bad for you. So you could play like all rookies, right? Who you know are going to barely touch the ball. But like even I had like Joe Reed, who's a rookie, like six rounders type of guy. And one r- random week, he scored a rushing touchdown. Yeah. And so like if you, even if you were playing him, there are some weeks where those players have something happen. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's fair. And like I said, we di- we didn't have any rule about it, so no hard feelings, you know. For absolutely not the, I w- the teams I w- yeah. that did it this week, I, I would have done the same thing probably. Um, but I saw some some quarterbacks on the bench that could have been started, and as well as uh, some other players that were st- same thing on two different teams. So um, I guess we could. This isn't an official league source, but we can just say let's try to do that and uh we'll just go from there yeah and, there, uh, and there's some more questions we answered about that i think too like uh yeah but i think that that overall is the way and, and we can we can talk about it in a more official capacity in the off season but i think just to write out the last couple of weeks we should do what spicer said um <clears throat> all right um really the the games themselves i don't know if we really want to go through any of these because there wasn't really any surprises um all of the playoff teams we're playing non-playoff teams except for me and marley magic and um both of us underperformed and marley magic's winning streak finally came to an end uh, as it, i beat him by like 28 points there he just had some rough games from his quarterbacks and uh running backs as well so uh anything you really you know wanted to mention here no honestly i would be i would be just as pleased to for us to talk more about the afc south like yeah. with extra time so not, not to put it down, it's just like this. This week really was like bot like the bottom four were matched up against the the or like the bottom four, and then like the next four, and then it was just like you versus Ryan, right? But we were all matched up, sort of like that. So and no no upsets, no surprises here. No so upsets. Um, yeah. all right, well let's give out some awards then, and we'll end with the AFC South. All right, let's do it. All right, I'll start us out here. I've got your Corporate Global Workman of the Week award. And this award is going out to a player who just changed changed teams. And we said he was bought low and he, he was thrilled to be on a competitive team. This is Mr. Keenan Allen. Uh, put together an amazing performance. 16 receptions for 145 yards and a touchdown. Uh, dragging the god kings into the highest scoring uh score of the week which i think he's done now several times so this is an explosive team and a explosive performance by mr allen indeed it was um you know yeah for some reason it really cooks my goose this is this is some high school football coach and spicer coming out but the first thing i saw was oh he fumbled what a dummy and I thought to myself, why did I think that? The man had 16 catches for 145 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. And the first thing you think is, like, he fumbled. But, yeah, that really cooks my goose that he fumbled for some reason. But, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, we were uh, just talking this weekend with some other GMs about how I think Brady is going may turn out to be very good with his, that trade, and that would be the difference. I mean, Keenan Allen could be, like, 
winning the like making a real push here the difference in that yeah i mean his receiving core is stacked if he can yeah. just get uh those running backs to hit and he had melvin gordon kind of have a resurgence this week um definitely dangerous because he's got a lot of receivers uh that are very very good yeah all right yeah. uh yeah that's my first award amazing all right so my first award this week i'm gonna give out pinchable cheeks first and i think i might have given this man pinchable cheeks before but my <laughs> gosh Dobbins, my boy, Bob and Dobbins, you still got pinchable cheeks if I put you on there again. Oh man, yeah. watching him this week, I was just like, oh my gosh, he is amazing. He is, he is something to watch. He is. They became like officially pinchable, I think, this week. Like, he, before it was like a speculative pinch, this was like a, oh yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I feel that. So finally, after much chatter around him, Getting his cheeks pits, I don't <laughs> seems seems odd. Uh, that and, and then he got Bob COVID. and Dobbins. <laughs> and then what? And, he's, and then he got COVID, and he's not gonna <laughs> not gonna play this week, which is like perfect parallel for the popular ballers team this season. Like, <laughs> oh yes, that uh, is just, so. Perfect. Oh, uh, look how good this is, and not gonna play this week. So it's like at this point, you're like. I guess you're just thankful that you're already out of it if you're Aaron because, yeah, that's yeah. just that's really frustrating. Aaron, you're doing what I like to call, I guess what you call like in the real life too, like an IR tank. Like imagine like this year if Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill had gone down in the first like five weeks of the season. It's like, well, yeah. we and but they won four out of the first five. It's like, well, we just have to wa- run the, wash this season off. It was yeah, just and an IR it's, season. You're like, that's okay. I lost the season, but – we shouldn't be getting this high of a draft yeah, pick, exactly. but we are. So yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Isn't that how the Patriots reloaded? They had the Tom Brady injury year? Yes. Yeah. Uh, similar to uh, the Warriors kind of have mm-hmm. done that a couple times yeah. as well. And, I mean, now they have James Wiseman. as <laughs> uh, They lost Clay Thompson, so that's give and take. But, yeah, I mean, that's not fair that they got James Wiseman. Um, okay, it's time for my new award. Oh, and Oh, yeah, yes. I guess I just said time like I said that, but that's the surprise. So I'm keeping three, and we're officially retiring the Multiverse Award. Um, I think it might still make appearances throughout you know, future seasons and everything as a segment or as a, a way to talk about something that we want to talk about. But as far as a regular thing, it wasn't ever really an award anyway. So this is an award award. And I'm going to stick with the kind of theme of a workplace thing here and so this is going to be the salesman of the week and most of the time if not all the time it's going to be like the used car salesman of the week and so what i'm thinking here is like i'm going to point out a player who might be like fool's gold or they had like a a week that's really really good and i'm like "Eh, don't know about that like watch out this this guy could he just put a bunch of big numbers but maybe he just like called all of his friends and family and had a good sales month but after this it's over like he doesn't know how to sell it to anybody else so that's kind of what i'm thinking here for this this week the the inaugural uh used car salesman of the week award (laughs) goes to demir bird um dude had a great 
game. Uh, good. A lot of points. Let me see. I, I just lost it. Um, I think he went over 100 yards, maybe for the first time in his career, uh, as the, the Patriots put up a losing effort against the Texans. Um, yeah, six receptions for 132 yards and a touchdown. But um, with Cam Newton back there, this was a 40 passing attempt game, and you're not going to see that a lot. The Patriots don't want to throw the ball that much. They're trying to be a running offense, but they were behind in this game. And those targets and yards have been going to Jacoby Myers, and uh, I just don't expect Mr. Bird to keep that up. I like this award, um, and I would agree. Yeah. I, uh, Rob, he's he's probably, if you do get into tank mode and need to start somebody, he, he might be one that you could maybe consider playing. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I think that's a great... Instead. A great strategy, and so what? What I hope to do with this award is like, because I've been a very like, uh, I don't know if it's obnoxious or pretentious is the word, like in our group chats and stuff about like people who just look at the box score and are like, oh, this guy's good because this his he has good as yards per carry or whatever. <laughs> so this is going to be my way to be like, no, this dude sucks. Like he's not good. Uh, this is kind of what that award's going to be. Um, like this guy had what forty two yard touchdown, and I didn't see the play, but like let's just imagine for sake of argument, it was on like a blown coverage or something. Like yeah, okay, take it away, five catches for ninety yards. Like woohoo, uh, that's pretty good too. But um, I'm just saying, don't expect Demir Bird to become like a wide receiver two or three. Yeah, I like this. It's kind of like it's. Got, I, I think this will evolve into. Like every week, there's a waiver wire, like a big up. Like Rashard Higgins has been that was that yes. one week and stuff like that. Like you could always talk, have those players to talk about too and be like, no, this bro. And so you yeah, can, this is just me like shattering hopes and dreams. Yes, <laughs> and I mean I'll be wrong sometimes, of course, but it'll be fun to be like, no, 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 don't don't put any stock into that. All right, that's number two. All right, amazing. So my number two award. The Sex Up or Shut Up Award. Mm. So this award was is very tough to give this week. Not because there were practically no close games. Also very few yeah. like swaps to make. Um so the I ended up <laughs> Oh, here we go. Uh, I ended up giving it uh, to, to myself. Yourself. Yeah, taste some hell. <laughs> yeah, you knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, you hate to see it, but you love to see it. <laughs> it's it is what it is. the The second place runner up was um, Matthew Stafford was swapped in for Baker Mayfield last minute. Hmm. Um. And but the but Matt Matthew Stafford even with Baker's terrible week only had point five points more than him. Uh, and Marley lost. So if, if I was thinking if Stafford would have had like a 30-point game and so you like Marley Magic would have beat you, he would have easily gotten mm-hmm. that one from me. For sure. And then for I sure. also thought I was going to give it to myself for Janu, be honest, because I last minute swapped him in for Eric Ebron and then Ebron had a late-game late, late game touchdown. So that blew that one. So Taysom, yeah. what it is. Uh, this morning when I was... Um, preparing for the podcast, I was thinking about the awards and <laughs> I legit had the thought, man, like Spicer should win the Sex Up or Shut Up Award for Taysom Hill, but I don't know if he's going to give it to himself. Maybe I should try to do like a multiverse thing where I give out his award this week and give it to him because as much as I hate Taysom Hill, like let's be real, 
that that's that's the winner here. That's the call. Yes. Also, Taysom should, Hill. That's the tweet. Should be noted. I did. I I had to start him in the quarterback slot. Could not start him in the tight end spot. Like thank goodness. Leagues. So we get that rookie. Like <laughs> that is just bush league crap out of here. ESPN fantasy. Stop it. Um. <clears throat> all right. I like that award. Uh. I, I, it's a love hate thing. Okay. So it's time for Hunter's hunches. You know what? I like that idea. A pretty big miss on on this one. Um, by the way, I think the worst miss of the season. Uh, I, I told I told Aaron to start um, Hayden Hurst over Michael Pittman. Uh huh. And my my justification was mainly because Hayden Hurst, or I'm sorry, uh, I didn't think Michael Pittman had it in him yet to be consistent, but he he did. He had an awesome game this week. Um, scored 15 points. It, he only had three receptions, but the touchdown is what's key here. It's kind of building on the momentum of his little um, breakout run. And uh, so had 15 points. While Hayden Hurst, on the other hand, against Taysom Hill and the Saints, put up a whopping zero points. So that was a rough one. You know, my thought here was that, like I said, I it was almost as much about Pittman having a, I thought, going to take a step back than it was Hayden Hurst. But the Saints have given up a lot of points on the year to tight end, and those are some of the things that I look at for this. And uh, they straight up didn't use that guy. Um, and they had threw the ball a, a bunch because they were losing. But I, I missed, so sorry, guys. Okay, but we're 7-3, and three, so still doing pretty good on the year. Still fine, still fine. <clears throat> yeah. And we're getting to a point where we may have to – I may have to kind of retire this. I don't know. I, or at least, like, pause it. I don't know if I'm going to do it during the playoffs. Maybe I will. But it, it'll feel weird as we close the season out to, to do this. But we'll see. Maybe I'll do like a gambling pick or something. Um, so, Hunter's Hunches this week, the first ever reversal. So, I'm going to give out a hunch of the exact opposite of uh, two players I've done in the past. And I'm doing it for you, Spicer, because, again, I'm trying to look for teams here that they need wins still. And this is a big game for you against Katie. And so, I'm going to tell you this week, to actually start Eric Ebron over Johnny Smith. Um, I think if you look at both of them this season, uh, it's been painful to pick. But, um, oh, you swapped in Ebron. Well, I just did it right now as you were talking. Oh, okay. I was like, I was what? taking your advice. <laughs> no. Yeah, because this morning I looked, you had Johnny Smith starting. Um, but yeah, he struggled against the Colts aside from that little rushing touchdown. And if he didn't have that, it would have been bad. So I'm thinking Eric Ebron. Uh, Thursday night game against the Ravens, some prime time. He'll have a couple couple drops, but hopefully get in for a touchdown. Oh, all right. If you if you're hunching it out, I am. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to put some people on notice. Oh yes. All right. So this week, you know, we've got we got T. Y. Hilton. He's still down there. Mm. We got Poor the guy. IR players. We like Edelman. Um, let's see. I feel like someone someone definitely moved. Was it Sing? No, Singletary's uh, on by. It, it was um Andrews. I, I believe he probably came out. He's Mark Andrews. Yep, he is off notice. He had an amazing amazing day. Thank you. Um, so get got that house cleaning up. Someone also moved towards it. Um, 
was it maybe who it, what about who, zeke he's oh yeah maybe that was it maybe zeke slid back up to one because he was down two he'd had two weeks because so he, he had a, he had a hundred yards rushing and then two catches for one was for a touchdown. Yeah, he gets off notice. You get off notice for that performance, and you you beat a team. For, that's what I was saying. You got to put the team on his back. He puts the team on his back. He gets off notice. Yeah, he gets all the way off because the nice. Cowboys won. Outright. Oh yeah, they did. Like, that's right. Like they should not have beaten the Vikings. So um, he'll come. I'm all watching the way off. next week. I'm watching Devils Devin Singletary hard as he is he is like falling towards the shadow realm and he needs to like. Have yeah. somebody reach out and grab him to pull him back. Yeah, he needs he needs some Millennium puzzle pieces coming <laughs> at him. Uh, so, so the person I'm going to put on notice, I think this is my the first player on my team to go on notice. Oh, and it's kind of it's kind of going off of a familiar thing, which is it's. The players who are easy to put on notice are the ones who have struggling quarterbacks um, mm-hmm. who did not struggle necessarily the season before. Oh, I know who this is. So, Hollywood <laughs> Brown. Yeah. <laughs> you are being put on notice. Yeah. Uh, so, he's... No catches. Yeah, the fact that he goose-egged a game is, like, very, very bad. Yeah, and he came so close in that game against Pittsburgh where he had one reception that also was for a touchdown. So that, like, he would have had two zeros essentially this season. Yeah, he hasn't scored like double digit points since like week five. Yeah. And I know that there's, so there's some, there's some Hollywood hate in our league. I know some players, they do, some, some GMs do not like this man. Don't like his attitude. Think he's a locker room cancer. I don't know about that. What do you think? No, I I think, you know, being the cousin to Antonio Brown, you're going to get some of that baked in. But I think I still think he's a future star. I, I think if Lamar Jackson can figure out how to throw the ball, <laughs> then just, just this dude is good. Ball. Like He's fast, but he's not a good receiver for Lamar Jackson to have because he needs to just run like, you know, vert routes and just have somebody bomb it to him i don't know if lamar jackson can do that accurately but no i think he'll be fine i think he's a buy what we call a buy low in dynasty i think i hope so he's on my team but until then you know what they say hunter (laughs) you have have been been put put on notice that was like my that was like our uh uh what is it the uh the show where you say things on the board with the points oh family feud <laughs> thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like that moment of yes you have been put on those some good i loved being in sync there <laughs> um yeah very well deserved all right we got our awards out of the way let's get to these really exciting actually let's do bad first let's do these uh jags texans games real quick and then we'll move on to the the good games okay um Jags hand the Steelers their 10th victory. What can you say, Jared Luton? Not great. <laughs> not good. Not a good quarterback. Tough. No. Uh, they were... So bad that his name is actually Jake, not yeah. Jared. Oh, gosh, is it? I am so yeah. bad at See? first names. Four interceptions. I mean, he... Oh, gosh, dude. That's... Jared 
Jared Luton would not have thrown four interceptions, but Jake Luton. That's oh, that's tough news right there. That is tough um, news, but uh, I do I do want to throw out there. I cannot believe James Robinson is still like a productive fantasy option in that yeah. even in that terribleness of a game, but also uh, GM of the Winterfaces chatting last night and he thinks we're about to see a classic Gardner Minshew resurgence once he comes mm. off of the injury and to watch out he's he's like he's high on Minshew coming in kind of like how he always has these hot openings to seasons same deal yeah I think he does have that kind of Nick Foles energy where he's good <laughs> for like three games and then real bad so maybe maybe that's the case I that the Colts still have to play them again, so uh, hopefully they don't lose again to the Jags. That'd be very embarrassing. Um, I love the Steelers receiving core, and all three of them, uh, or I'm sorry, Juju did not do well this game, um, but the the two young ones did, uh, Deontay Johnson and, and Claypool. The young uh, ones. They're all young, too. Th- this yeah. is just unfair. Like I think Juju, I don't know if he like left early, but it, something happened with his toe. But... Um, I just love Deontay Johnson. I have him in um, this league and my other league where I'm rebuilding. And just like what it looks like when this offense is clicking and kind of working as it should, like Roethlisberger always looks his way first. And that is good news for me. Yeah. Also, I was just sitting there screaming at the television, asking myself, why do the Steelers not run the ball anymore? Like they literally. It's not even like yeah, they could they just line up game. in five wide, and they're winning twenty-seven to three <laughs> or whatever, and they're still lining yeah. up five wide. And I'm like, what are you doing? James Conner carried the ball thirteen times in a game that was a blowout. Yeah, and he possible? was he was like doing fine too, and he was inc- he averaged almost seven yards a carry. Maybe yeah. they're like, oh, he's too good. He'll just run for a touchdown every time <laughs> at that point. That's the only thing I can figure. They were yeah. trying to hold a, their team back by not like running the ball. Yeah, I don't know, man. That, I would have been really frustrated as a Connor owner in that game too because uh, they let Benny Snell snipe him for a touchdown, and yeah, very odd to throw the ball forty six times in a big victory <laughs> against a bad team. Yeah, what and yeah also you were 32 32 for 46 for 267 yards he only like he was literally throwing three to four yard passes every play yeah all to deontay johnson (laughs) so that's a weird one um a little longer than that maybe six more like six or seven but still gosh texans patriots uh i thought this was like gonna be the game where the patriots win easily and then we're like oh they're back in the playoff race and all that stuff and then they just they didn't they couldn't beat the the texans not good i think they were a pretty big favorite too in this game even on the road i want to say maybe they was maybe it was just like three points but i mean to be a road favorite for that team is kind of surprising so yeah yeah weird a weird matchup but it did look like deshaun watson did like seeing him actually like get back into doing some Deshaun Watson stuff like running around and making plays yeah yeah he had a good game um and uh made some big plays to his receiver so that is exciting um we can do you want to do Colts first you want to do Titans first which which one do you want to do let's do Colts first let's do Colts first let's do it so 
this was one of those games where one I was livid when I flipped over to Fox and I had to watch the Vikings Cowboys game. Like, are you kidding me? YouTube TV, what is what is the problem? Like, I don't know if I'm in like the Memphis bracket of like ge- like geography or something. And like, I know it's a real thing. Like, West Tennessee people love the Cowboys because that's all that was back on TV when I was a kid. America's team, like it actually is a real thing here. Like it's a meme, but it's real. And <laughs> so I guess that somehow decides, yeah, let's bump up, the, you know, the game of the, the week. And I actually saw this game had more viewers than any other game the entire season this year, except for Buck Saints. So the people wanted to see this game, and I didn't get to watch it except for the last five minutes. So the um, this was one of those games where I like. I was. I ended up at halftime being like, I'm glad I didn't watch that because it was like 28 to 14, and it just looked like, okay, well the Colts back to doing Philip what I thought Philip Rivers would do, and by golly, gosh darn, Philip Rivers led us to a, a victory. In overtime, nonetheless, we got lucky with the fumble, but um, I was happy. Jonathan Taylor ran 90 yards. Philip Rivers somehow managed to throw it to like 11 different people, so. I'll take it. Yeah, so this game is a is another one where I just am imagining Aaron Rodgers just absolutely furious that Philip Rivers <laughs> beat him in football. Yeah, especially um, when that this game had the same that feeling w- with the Chiefs game where the Packers got the ball back with like I think it was a minute, maybe a minute and change, and I just knew I was like, well, we're gonna lose. Yeah. And thankfully, it went to overtime instead of us losing. But, I mean, it was real close. Yeah. Also, that goes, I think that that goes to show you, like, Colts defense is a real yeah. deal. Very They're good. good. Yeah. Um, I'm still... The, uh, the, the ending was incredible. I still cannot believe that Marquez Valdez-Scantling fumbled that ball. And I, that day, I was talking about how I was like, what do I do with this dude? I'm not sure. He's like such in like a weird spot on a in a weird team. And then I just like, oh, now he fumbled. It's like that's the worst when you're like that that borderline player trying to like get more reps. Like he's trying to get on the field more and like your one moment, like in a big moment you fumble, you just feel I don't know. I felt the pain of like him trying to get <laughs> get higher up on the on the roster you know and fumbling and being like oh it killed me i don't know why i don't know why it it struck me so much in that moment like emotionally of like man damn this this dude just working out there working hard and messed up you know yeah especially with the last several years like dating you would have to go back to georgie nelson randall cobb duo Mm -hmm. like rogers has just never had a number two with Devontae Adams um I guess maybe Devontae Adams and and Nelson or Cobb maybe they were a combo but but since since all those guys left there's been several seasons where like it's literally just been him and like especially in Dynasty I've seen the past few years like people adding like crazy all these receivers expecting one of them to rise like MVS and Lazard and there's like a million other ones I could I can't remember their names but and just like you can tell like Rodgers just doesn't trust him. I think he wants to with MVS when he's out there because <clears throat> he's been hurt and stuff. Um, and same with Lazard. I just don't know if in, either of those guys will ever like win over Aaron Rodgers' trust. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, Especially with the fumble. 
Yeah, they're, um, they're, but they always they're always a good candidate to like if someone got traded to them, like a Corey Davis or someone, people would be high, high, hot, hot, hot on someone like that to get traded there. Anthony yeah. Miller would be high, yeah. high, high, hot, hot, hot. Yes, and I mean I don't know Corey Davis if he's going to be resigned or not. Maybe that's somewhere he might end up. Um, the last thing we can talk about the Titans. The last thing I'm going to say about the Colts is. I just I love our kicker so much. I just love oh, him. Yeah. Rodrigo Blankenship, the goggles. And I think <laughs> if the Colts beat the Titans this weekend, I might change my profile picture on Slack to just a picture of him. Oh, that's that would be amazing. I think you should probably do that anyways, but he is <laughs> I might. He is he is an amazing character. He is. He's great. Um all right, Titans, Ravens. Whew. Rematch from the playoffs. Second time Titans come out on top in 2020. A sizzler to start. Did you see the pushing and shoving? Yeah, there was a little little scuffle out there on the the 50. Dude, that is the stupidest thing. That kind of stuff. I'm I'm just like, are you kidding me? These are grown adult men out here, like, (laughs) arguing about their home field, quote unquote, that some billionaire has owned for his in his family since for 150 years and they <laughs> built the stadium on it that the taxpayers paid for <laughs> and and they're out here trying to say that they're defending their home field or some nonsense i don't even know like what do you even what could possibly be being said during that moment because uh, dude i don't know all i could see is like oh you get covid you get covid like because uh Dobbins and some I think maybe a couple other Ravens players are on the COVID list now and it's like well good job guys oh man yeah you know it it's that stuff you know it does the, the I think COVID's going to continue to happen I don't I will be shocked if we make it through the end of the season I think I think we might make it through the end of the fantasy year but I don't know if we'll make it through the end of the NFL season but we can talk about that later um yeah but yeah, um, so the kerfuffle. At, uh, both Michigan. quarterbacks kind of not playing great in this one. Yeah, at least in the first half, especially. Not passing the ball. Like, I think that they both did pretty well rushing, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah, they but well, yeah. Uh, Tannehill had an amazing run. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't try to remember. I think it was maybe in the fourth quarter drive. Yes, uh, when he sidestepped on the uh, sideline. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" Dude, he like got up to a good speed. Um, there was one run. He was they were back in their own territory, and he it was I think maybe even third down. And I was like, "Man, that like that's a real a real play right there." Um, I'll uh, I'll throw my one negative comment in here real quick. Uh, like Derrick Henry just like frustrates me so much. Like. You know, if this was another team or, like, if they had a, another, like, actually good running back, you just wouldn't get these games from him. It's so like, I think that's part of why it ticks me off is, like, well, he ran 28 times for 133 yards. And it's like, yeah, but for th- three quarters, it just, like, doesn't work, right? And it's like, I, like, I get the whole, that's their plan, but, like, this is why I say all those like crazy things like, oh, he's slow or like he's not good. It's like, yeah, he just runs into the line for like 85% of his rushes. And it's like, I don't know, it just frustrates me to watch because it's so boring. And it's like, 
if this was like I said another team like they would not he would not be running it 28 times like this dude would be the power back that like splits time with Matt Breida or some little dude or whatever and they tried that with Deion Lewis and it just didn't work so whatever and I it also frustrates me the whole oh the fourth quarter he just gets stronger and stronger like how many times do we have to hear that every week and like I just oh I'm sorry this is slipping into me just hating the Titans I'll I'll stop it's okay but here's the 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 trouble the troubling thing for me is that well there's a lot so first off um, Derrick Henry truly is one of the only running backs I have seen like visibly look like he gained strength as he goes through the game. Like it looks like if you were playing a video game, if Derrick Henry was a boss, it would be like a boss or like you knock him down to like where they get to like 10 HP and then they go. That's like how Derrick Henry feels his character is. Um, yeah. And then you're like, but, oh, shit, I didn't realize that this wasn't even the final boss. There's another part. I got to kill him again. Um, yeah. And I mean, I don't know if it's him. Is it him or is it just like the defense gets tired? I don't know. But, dude, I was like, that man is 6'3", 250 pounds. I slipped and fell this weekend because like, cause it was kind of raining. And so I slipped on some wood and my back has been killing me. And I thought, what if I took that hit 30 times a game from Derrick Henry right yeah. like no like, that's real my body is ex- like dead and i know that they're professional athletes but i think <laughs> that he is a that's what i'm saying i do think that that's where he's different like if dk metcalf were doing the same thing derrick henry was like as a running back it would be pretty close we could be saying something similar about dk but he weighs like 25 pounds more than dk metcalf and they're the yeah. same height so like it's I, a body thing for sure yeah like and I, maybe that's why i'm frustrated because like his body is part of why he's good and like that's not <laughs> you like it's something i can really uh, yeah it's like I, I, it's like i can't really appreciate it because oh, I i'm like that. i want him to be good with his like athleticism and he's he's just really big he's very athletic for his size of course but he's also just really big i know Hunter. we're talking we're talking about men who are paid millions of dollars to have the best bodies they can and this man dominates them he is yeah. above and beyond all of the other ones. And that's what's incredible to me. Like, literally every player on there gets paid millions of dollars to just be like, sculpt your body to do this one thing as best as you can. And Derrick Henry has won that game, it seems like. Yes. And some of it's obviously like born in stuff, but. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But he also, he's just so cool, right? He has a no, nose I, ring I love now. him as a, like a person. And I, like, I'm into like King Henry and all that stuff. Like, I like love the all that. It's just watching the game and seeing him run into the line and get one yard 20 times just drives me nuts like it's just exhasting but no I I, and also like one thing too that I guess is a good thing for the Titans fans because like I've started to feel this way is like when it gets late like you just know he's gonna run a like a big touchdown it's just the dude is has like this is probably not even a real thing but it's just like has the clutch gene of like rushing touchdown to win a game yeah, I yeah, I can agree on that like, one. That uh, that run was nothing like special. Like the the hole opened and he like ran through it. You know, he made like one move, but like even like that cut is like painful to watch. It was like, oh, it was. I mean, yeah, like he cut. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm, so, I'm just gonna stop. Um, but yes, the meme. I think it was DK against like the Colts kicker, but like imagine like the, Derek Henry next to the Colts kicker, like both these guys are NFL players. Oh my god! So funny. 
Um, but yeah, I think. Oh, we didn't talk about uh, AJ Brown's amazing, amazing. Oh, that play catch, just yeah. mm, like when, the catch was was like fine, but the like just dragging people and like trucking people. Like, oh, <laughs> that was one of my favorite plays of the season. I think. Yeah, dude that that play was just like I can't believe he plays on my team. Like I cannot believe he is on my the team I cheer for. I've, we've yeah. never had some, we've never had the player who does this on the, the, our team. Yes, I was gonna say that. So there was a catch uh, before that. I think it may have even been the same drive because he had a kind of a quiet game, and it was like the Titans were driving. I think they were in Ravens territory, and Tannehill was throwing like, and AJ Brown went out of bounds or something like to the left. I'm, I'm thinking if I'm thinking this right, mm-hmm. and it was just like a spectacular like catch and run. He like I think he maybe made a guy miss and like got an extra like ten yards or something. But as he caught that, I had the thought watching the game like I don't know if Titans fans in general or like my friends especially that that are like kind of new to football like realize that how amazing this guy is and how lucky they are to have him. Oh, every week I say how blessed we are to live in a time. Where lots of players, I think we live in one of the best times to watch football that I can remember right now. Like, it's so fun. But yeah, like having AJ, even having Corey Davis this season has felt like that. So to have both of them, to have a, yeah. 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 AJ Brown is is special (laughs) and will be good for a very long time. Uh, so and I think that's why like I can appreciate him because I see his like skill. Whereas like with Henry, there, it, maybe that's just my like preference of player. Like I love watching a a guy that just like can work and do these like amazing athletic things. And they, Derrick Henry is athletic. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know if my point is is making any sense, but give me the the flashy wide receiver catches and all yeah. that good stuff. No, I understand. Um. But yeah, the, that play and then the Derrick Henry stiff arm earlier in the year, like two of my favorite plays, both Titans plays. Yeah. And yeah, those are both just incredible displays of Will being yeah. like just getting you through. It some was, good attitude. Yeah, that is some great attitude. Well, um, yeah, this week we got Colts Titans 2.0. I said kind of when we won the last game, I was like, let's just see where we are in two weeks. Um, I think that's both true. But both these teams just won great games against good teams and coming right back at each other. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Now, Hunter, have one thing mm-hmm. for the uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Wh- which which uh, three football games, which, which game are you most excited to watch? Oh, uh, for me, it, it, yeah. it's no questions asked. Raven Steelers. Um, I this week, or yeah, we're not like going anywhere. So it's just me and Marianne at home. Mm-hmm. We're making our own Thanksgiving, just the oh, two of us. Amazing! And I'm gonna be so full. I'm gonna be all on the couch, posted up, and watching this game. And I'm so excited. Amazing! I'm a. Uh, I'm in on the the football team and the Cowboys. Um, the classic. Uh, yeah. Also, can we talk about how they used to play this game every Thanksgiving when they had the other name before the football team? Yes. Like, <laughs> just, I cannot On believe, the nose. Just too much. Yes. I cannot believe it. Anyway. They le- leaned into it every year. Like, yeah, uh, that's yeah. America right there for you. <laughs> and I... But I, I do like, you know, they'll have like the turkey out there. Like, it, there's some good yeah. stuff with this. Oh, then t- turkey. 
the turducken. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I love turducken. Love that tradition. But love that. Love the color matchup. I'm very excited to see mm-hmm. um, how what what the football team. They've had a few different jersey colors and like finishes, like matte and odd odd like non gloss finishes sometimes. Yes. Matte finish. Um, so I'm excited to see what they strut out there. But not very excited about the Texans line. The Lions game is always placid. If I'm yeah. unless they play the Packers or the Vikings. Yeah, I could see the Texans blowing them out. Um, but maybe we'll get a surprise. Maybe we'll get a good game. Uh, if we got three good games, that would just be awesome. Because everybody's at home. And uh, may, not everybody, actually. But <laughs> I'm at home. And uh, it's going to be fun. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we will uh, see you all next week for a uh, post-Colts-Titans showdown. And uh, hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Bye, y'all. Brought to you by Magiano Productions.